Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. Before meeting our guest, I'd like to remind you about our partners at Bet Online. They are the number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online, where you'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. Bet online, where the game starts. Episode 95 of the podcast welcomes Trey Triplett. Triplett is a certified nutritionist and founder of 3 Natural Bio Nutrition. He received his nutritionist certification from San Francisco College under the guidance of Lisa Yamashiro, who has a ton of acronyms, and I'll let you explain what her background is. Uh, As part of his training, he studied a myriad of nutritional aspects, including clinical nutrition, food service, food science, and nutritional biochemistry. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. You are the first of its kind as far as a guest with nutrition, and uh, I am more than excited to welcome you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Man, you have a history. Like I, you know, I stalk my guests, especially like I never met you. And we we just had a actually we have a common friend, a mutual friend in Redford Jones, right. who is on the performance side of things. So it's right. kind of neat. We're we're a tri- we're a perfect triangle, if you will. Redford kind of his his passion, if you will, is in recovery and isolating very, very nuanced ways in the weight room that can better kickers, punters, and snappers or sports specific things. And you are the guy that says, look, no matter how good you are in that arena or on the field where my focus is to complement all those things and to really make things work. If you want to play at an elite level, if you want to be LeBron James, and I hate to say that because he lost last night as we're recording this. He lost. Yeah, got he got sweat. Yeah. But but I love that dude. And I love the hate that I'm seeing on Twitter today by people that I that are my friends, that are professionals, that are publicly hating on that man. I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I love LeBron James. I mean, yes, for basketball, but but for so much more. I mean, he's he's been in the public eye since 15, 14 years old. He's never made a mistake off the court. And he's taken such good care of his body. Yeah. I think he's been a great example for athletes, Very true. athletes everywhere, right? Not just basketball players per se, because that's a grind, but soccer and football, these things that are draining, that are long seasons where we are having atrophy and all these and fatigue. And that's when injuries come in. I think LeBron has been a catalyst because he's been arguably the best, if not the best all time. And I think it's directly related to the treatment of his body. And that's where you come in. So I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about this. Um, would you mind beginning with your background? Like I, I, I stalked you, as I mentioned, and you're an LSU Tiger, and I probably watched you play, not while I was playing because you're three years younger, but I watch SEC football, and I'll say it. I'm an ACC alum, whatever. I played for the Hurricanes. I watch more SEC West football than any sporting event or any any conference or any sport for that matter. I absolutely love that that game. I mean, I think it's different. I think it's pre-NFL. I think it's a it's above the tier of college football. And you were a tiger. I think that's cool. Um, but tell me more about your background in athlete and like what led you to nutrition. 
Yeah, um, so I uh, grew up in Southern California, uh, an opportunity to uh, go to LSU, be on the team, uh, play there. Uh, after my freshman season, uh, when Nick Saban came in and did his thing and kind of worked his magic there. Overall, great experience. Um, Bad Rouge was great. LSU was great. Um, still have long-lasting friendships from the, from that time uh, now that I speak to with guys. I speak to one of the guys this morning on Facebook about some stuff. But um, uh, great experience for myself there. Learned a lot. Um, what got me into nutrition was, you know, after you get done with your athletic career, you have to kind of reinvent. You have to kind of refigure out kind of what your purpose and what your passion is again. Um, outside of that. And um, I was going through that process and I was living in the Bay Area and I started noticing just a bunch of farmers markets on organic food and just about a bunch of displays, communications about healthy food and organic food, this and that. And I'm like, what's going on here? Something's going on that I don't know about. And I've been to a few places, but I've never been experienced that in such a condensed, concentrated setting all in one area. And so um, I just kind of did some research on my own and kind of self-educated myself. And one of the things that I do when I go to new places or when I move to new places, I will go out pretty much as far as I can. I get lost, I have to find my way back. That's how I learn the city and learn places and do things like that. So I came across all these different health food stores and farmers markets and started to educate myself on what's going on here. I said, well, I started educating myself as much as I could, understanding the process and understanding, hey, about farm to table and organic uh, 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 foods and things like that. Then I took it a step further and wanted to expand on that knowledge that I was able to teach myself. And uh, when I got my certification, went through that process and just learned a bunch. Um, and then as I was starting to apply the different aspects and things that I was learning on myself, I was kind of using myself as a guinea pig and doing that. The gym I was going to, I'd have people come to me and say, hey, are you a trainer? Uh, no. Well, can you train me? I said, well, I just told you I'm a trainer. They said, well, I can see you know what you're doing. I said, aha. Uh -huh. I said, I might have something here. I said, if I can understand these certain principles and actually implement them on myself, then I can probably do something with this. I didn't want to be a trainer, so to speak. My passion was in nutrition. I liked what nutrition offered in terms of it still, to me, allowed me to be somewhat competitive because I could try certain things in my body, manipulate my body, try certain, you know, and, and go through different processes and learn how eating can, uh, um, the results that you can get from eating a certain day. Um, that's one of the things that never learned uh, during my younger years was how to eat properly. Never learned that. Never learned the nuances and, and, and tenets behind eating properly, eating healthy. And so I was just intrigued by that. Um, and then when I actually learned those processes, uh, two years later, I went into business for myself and uh, formed Three Natural Body Nutrition and kind of been off and running since then. And pre-recording, we discussed hydration versus drinking water. And I, it was a fascinating discussion. I think we talked for about 40 minutes about uh, that and one other thing that we'll talk about later. But I want to focus on the hydration first because I think kids can control this. And I think that um, it's cost effective. So can you share the differences between hydration or drinking water? And like, what do these athletes need to do in addition to managing just the water intake? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, your body is roughly 70% water. So it's, it's definitely um, needed that you consume uh, optimal amounts of water. Now for high performing athletes, um, hydration is going to be that next kind of level. Um, and the difference between the two 
is hydration involves the consumption of electrolytes, right? There's four main electrolytes. We have sodium and potassium, then you have magnesium and chloride. Out of those four, sodium and potassium are going to play the largest role in your hydration. Um, sodium is going to provide uh, extracellular um, hydration, which means um, hydration outside of the cells, basically between your, you know, that top layer of, of skin and your cells. And then the potassium is going to play a role in intracellular hydration, which is going to be that uh, subcutaneous, that level uh, between the cell and kind of between the bone and, and the cell, right? Just, just that deeper, that second level. Um, very few products can meet the needs of hard training athletes. Uh, there's a couple that I found out there. I've done a lot of research and studies and, and, and kind of shopping around. There's very few products that have electrolytes in the amounts um, that are needed um, for, for athletes. Um, basically athletes, the way, between on how you sweat and, and, and how often you train, you're losing anywhere from 800 milligrams to 2,400 milligrams of sodium per hour. So it's, it's very, very important that you replenish uh, those electrolytes, specifically so sodium and potassium, but also magnesium and chloride. I don't want to get those lost in the shuffle. Those are extremely important as well. Um, consuming electrolytes, it, it needs to match your needs, right? So you can optimize your training, performance, and then recovery. Um, has a lot to do with the set of cell communication, basically those processes that tell your body what to do um, and when to do it. So if you want your body to perform a certain function, uh, it needs to be equipped uh, with the tools to do so. And hydration is one of those very, very important tools. It also controls your blood pressure, right? So how, how fast uh, your heart beats, um, uh, how much uh, 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 strain, I guess, you place on your heart, right? And how efficiently that uh, uh, your heart uh, beats. Um, it has a lot to do with being able to control your weight, manage your weight. Um, it has a lot to do with also the contraction and extension of your muscles and muscle fibers. Uh, it also has a lot to do with uh, decreasing reaction time and uh, equating to better sleep quality. And then one of the main things you know hydration from or drinking water from is the ability to uh, prevent cramps and pools and uh, muscle tears and uh, a dehydration. Uh, it's you need to have that right balance of these electrolytes uh, so that you're not dehydrated, but also you don't retain unwanted uh, a weight in the form of water retention. Um, so there is a very, very big difference between the two. Athletes need to do a little bit of both as far as consuming those electrolytes and also drinking water as well. It's, just, it's, it's so important. All right, so I'll give you a quick hypothetical. We've got June rolling in soon. We're in June 2023 camps coming up, and I've got kids that are going to like eight and 14 days. And um, I know it's, not, it's a, these are non-contact camps, but it's a lot of running. It's a lot of testing. It's a lot of kickoffs. It's a lot of sitting. But no matter what you're doing, where you are, you're under the sun, yep. and there's very few – and the tents are occupied by the water to keep the water cold. So – I think that I just thought of something. There should be more accommodations everywhere for for shade periodically. I think that where that's oversight, but because there isn't, it's back to your point. Um, I'm going to lose exponentially more of these nutrients and things that I need to function uh, faster because it is June and it, we're going to be in the south. That's where I will be. Uh, what could a kid take on the road, or if he's in a gas station? I know there's. There's a market now for, you know, there's Gator Light, there's Pedialyte, there's there's several people that are making an electrolyte focused product. Could you tell us 
do they just turn the the backside up and or the the wrapper over and look at the milligram content or what's a a cost effective way for me to make sure I'm not just drinking water? Yeah, so I, I would say that you know any product you're going to consume, I, I would I would think the baseline would be at least a thousand milligrams of sodium. Um, I think anything less than that, I, I think it becomes uh, cost ineffective, and I think it becomes somewhat uh, unproductive in a sense because, like I just mentioned, you you know you're going to lose anywhere from 800 to 24 milligrams of sodium per hour uh, during these events, and so if you split that in half, what's that about 1,500 milligrams on on average? So if you're not getting at least a thousand back in your system at a time, um, it kind of defeats the purpose of using any of those products. So um, there's three kind of methods that I would shoot for. One would be actually water, right? Alkaline water specifically. Um, there has been some varying opinions on alkaline water. Um, I'm not looking at it from a point of uh, uh, managing your pH balance. Uh, uh, that majority of that is done through the food. I look at it from a standpoint of alkaline water is, is the optimal form of water that's going to contain any type of level of uh, uh, electrolytes, that being sodium, potassium, uh, magnesium, and even chloride. Um, Essentia is a, probably a well-known common brand uh, that has these electrolytes in them. And then from a product standpoint, the two that I found that are the best available are going to be Element, um, which is a, 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 a salt powder that you can mix in with water or other beverages. And then also you mentioned Gator Light. Um, I like Gator Light because of the amount and the abundance of the electrolytes. They do have some ingredients in there that I'm not a fan of, um, just some additives, but it, it's kind of almost a, a necessary evil in the sense that uh, the, those different additives that I'm not a huge fan of are necessary to keep that product uh, uh, stable and, and keep those electrolytes stable so that when you consume them, they can do their job. Uh, but Gator, Gator Light, Element, and then Alkaline Water would be my, would be my three go-to options. I bet the Gatorade sciences cringe, right? When they, they make that final thing that you do, the, the, the science that you're well aware of, I bet they present it to the, to the board and they're like, here it is, this is going to be it. But then, Oh, we have to make sure that we can ship this and then yep. it's going to sit on the shelf shelf for six to eight weeks. So yep. what you're saying to the kids and the coaches and the parents right now listening is that um, organic states of things are always best. Correct. They're all, they're all, absolutely. Um, they're always best. Now, the 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 downside is they have a very uh, short shelf life. So you have to buy those the, those products uh, fresh and use them within a short period of time. But absolutely, organic and, and fresh and natural products are best. So in pre-recording, we were talking about, you know, accessing like a whole food store. We all have them. I live in a small town. You know, I'm not in San Diego or L.A. where you where you reside, um, where there's one on every corner. But uh, health conscious, it's everywhere now. Um, and I, I'm grateful for it. So I think people are scared to walk into those places because it's not a shopping center. These, these prices are probably going to be three to four times more expensive, but the effectiveness, right. Of these and the quality of these and what you really want to get out of your foods, I imagine, um, is through that, that route. But again, you've got to know when you walk in there, you have to know, in my opinion, what you want because it, it gets, it gets expensive quickly. So I think another show we'll do is maybe me and you will take a virtual tour of a Whole Foods and say, start with the basics. You know, I think everyone, these are what everyone needs. And then if you want to get personal, we can go there too. Yeah. So that would be a whole, that'd be a whole nother show. I think that would be valuable because even me and my wife, you know, we, we try to, we have three children that are six and younger 
And my wife is awesome about making sure our kids avoid fast foods. And we're, we're creating these habits that, that we believe are, it's going to help the way they think. Right. And, and, and obviously their physical um, well-being. But I think you could help me and help us uh, more with that. So I want to move on to something that I want to know selfishly more about is blood work. Mm. You know, you you deal with we haven't done much of your background, but you deal with kind of like me. You you help everyone who wants to be helped. But my passion is seeing elite people make a change for the for the better, which is scary to say. And it's daunting because you have to know your stuff. You know, we're, we're trying to make them incrementally better because they've been stagnant. They're at their pinnacle by themselves, if you will. So you use blood work and results of these to to dictate what it is you do with the athlete from a nutrition standpoint. So what can blood work show us? How does it work? And what are the benefits for your athletes and for all athletes who take advantage of it? Yeah, yeah. So um, what blood work shows is, is, is the simple way to say that's like taking a selfie from the inside. Okay, what it does is give you a precise and detailed view of your anatomy, of your recovery, supplementation, diet, um, training um, 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 program and development, physical development. It gives you it gives you a very clear, clear and precise, introspective view of all of that. Um, because there have been studies and, and there's a lot of data that says that uh, there's clear evidence that exists uh, of the effects of negative outcomes. Uh, you know, from poor vitamin D, from poor iron status, from poor energy availability, right? And so what blood work, uh, uh, one of the things that it can do, from a macro standpoint, what it can do is it can basically reduce, uh, reduce lost days, right? Reduce lost days of training, whether that be from injury or whether that be from illness, and then also can maximize your training outcomes, okay? And so how that works is, you know, you can, you get your, you get your blood drawn, uh, you know, a couple ways you can do that. You can go to your your, your 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 primary care doctor if you have insurance coverage and go to them. And what I do with a lot of people is, hey, I give them a list of biomarkers and say, hey, take this to your doctor and, and tell them that you want your blood drawn for these biomarkers. Or I've got a relationship with a couple of uh, facilities that you can go in, pop in, be in and out 15 minutes, have your blood drawn and get it analyzed for there's about 42, 45 biomarkers that I take a look at and, and, the, and the guys that I work with, individuals that I work with. And one of the things that's different about the way that I do blood work is we also establish personalized biomarker zones. And what I mean by that is anytime you've had blood drawn from your doctor, just from a general standpoint, when they give that data back to you, they'll compare your data results to some reference, excuse me, generalized, standardized reference ranges. Those reference ranges are based on the general population. And we know that about 90% of the population is sick. And so now you're being compared to just a general population who is generally unhealthy, um, probably sedentary, um, and, and not, uh, at, not, it doesn't correspond to your characteristics and your personal being whatsoever. Uh, and so we establish personal biomarker zones to where we can establish those zones that are specific to you and you only based on your uh, personal characteristics, height, weight, uh, gender, age, physical activity, supplementation, dietary preferences, allergies, you name it. We can create those personal biomarkers on so that now we get a specific look uh, uh, at your blood work that's relative to you and you only. I think that's super, super important. And then what the blood work does is I can, I, when I look to see the blood work, I'm, I can tell what you're eating. 
how you're eating, when you're eating. Um, and then it also sheds light on a, a lot of different things like uh, your hormones, uh, your stress and your sleep quality, your bone and, and, and muscle health, uh, your strength and endurance, uh, your energy, your metabolism, your cognitive health and function, uh, your oxygen uptake um, and performance, your iron levels, right? Your hydration, your liver health. Um, and then it just helps monitor your progress and development and also provides a baseline of where you're at currently uh, as far as your biochemistry and just nutritional health and performance. And then we can use that going forward to uh, correlate that and use that to uh, compare that to how is the supplementation working that you're taking? Uh, how is your training regimen? Are you overtraining? Or you have inflammation? Uh, or you have chronic muscle fatigue? All those things can be used, and basically it can be used as a competitive advantage, right? To get a deeper introspective look into how you're performing so that now you can perform more efficiently, perform smarter, and kind of hit that sweet spot in terms of your performance and your physical development. It just gives a lot, a lot of great data that um, that really just is hard to discern uh, through a conversational methods and, and through standard methods of, of, of intake processes and things like that. It just sheds a really, really bright light on basically all of your biochemistry and what you're doing from a physical standpoint and also nutritionally. It'd be fascinating for everyone to give it a shot. You know, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really about objective uh, results. I don't really care about my opinion anymore. I don't care about others. I really want to know, so I don't waste my time, what we're dealing with. Because I got to fix a lot of problems. You know, I have a ton of athletes and, and they all have, like, just like you, they, everyone has their personal issue that they want to overcome right or, or get better with and right. um i think that's awesome i think that everyone has access to 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 blood work if they really wanted to but i think a lot of people are probably scared and i found it fascinating you said 90 percent of people are sick that's it's alarming but it's it's not surprising when you you go to europe or you go like anywhere else you go yes. to the bahamas you go outside of our country and you see people that are I mean, if it's within a mile or two, they're not going to use a car. They're walking. They're gonna, yeah, man. Yeah. And I that's why I love traveling. I feel better about being what it is that I want to be. You know, I want to be active. And I feel like a lot of people's habits, I start doing what the masses do. I go, I, I'll go to a, a social event and everyone's sedentary. But, man, I miss going to South Beach back in the day, back to the Europeans and the Brazilians. All those people on South Beach were volleyball swimming i mean diving you know doing something and I, I it's alarming so can you elaborate a little bit 90 percent are sick what do you mean by that exactly what i mean is is that 90 percent show signs of metabolic syndrome meaning they'll have high blood pressure high cholesterol high triglycerides high blood sugar they're not physically active uh they maybe have some mobility issues um, they're eating, you know, processed foods and um, uh, foods full of saturated fats and um, additives and emulsifiers and things like that. So you, you, when you get your blood work done, you're using those standardized reference ranges. You're not getting a true indication of where your baseline is because being a hard trainer or an athlete or elite performer, you're operating on a different level and to compare your blood data to that population it gives you skewed results and it doesn't it does kind of the blood work a lot of injustice and, and disrespect because you're not getting a really accurate portrayal 
of where you're at and where you need to go and where you can go. Would you make an analogy to BMI then? Because I kind of feel like that with the body mass index. It's like that's that's isn't that a metric that's kind of drawn to a mean um, and we really can't hold ourselves to a BMI standard. Yeah, the BMI standard is is it's pretty much useless for athletes and a lot of people. Um, if I was to, you know, take my BMI measurements now, I would come back overweight. OK, it, it, it's, it's really um, unrelative. It does not. It's very generalized. Um, it's, it's, it's unprecise. Um, it, it, it doesn't give you the accurate assessment that you're looking for. Uh, if you want to look at something like that, you probably need to look at a DEXA scan or some type of float tank or even some type of handheld device that can use um, electromagnetic current or something to that degree to kind of give you an honest, uh, 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 realistic look of where your body fat percentage is. Um, but Nutrition, in my opinion, is the best form of health insurance. It's the best form of preventative health insurance. And I know that there can be a some sort of a stigma, I guess, uh, based on the process and even the, the, the price point. But I'll say like this, and, and this is, I find this to be the truth. You're going to pay somebody. You can pay now or you can pay later, but you're going to pay somebody. So you can pay now to a certain degree in terms of going to Whole Foods and and, and buying more nutrient dense and more high quality foods and doing the blood work and, 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 and going through the process of really optimizing your health, or you can pay for it down the line in terms of taking pharmaceuticals, taking medications, pres uh, prescription drugs, uh, 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 lower quality of life, lack of mobility, chronic health issues, inflammation, fatigue. At some point you got to pay the piper. So how, it's just a matter of how do you want to pay it and how do you, how do you want to go about it and, and what's going to be the, the best value um, in that output of, 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 uh, that capital. Exactly. It's like, it's like avoiding an oil change with a car. <laughs> it's a great way you to know? look at it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what you made it sound like at least it's like, um, uh, it's inevitable. We all agree that the result that at the end is going to be horrible, but it's kind of like ignoring it, ignoring a problem that isn't quite broken enough yet. Uh, and that's, that's, that's alarming too, you know, that so many people live like that. They're like, yeah, I'll deal with it later. Well, you, you certainly will. <laughs> and later, that, and that's why people don't look forward to getting older. I think it's because they look at so many people who, who didn't do it right early and they're paying for it later. Right. I mean, but you look at some, I look at some 75 year old dudes and they look like, I mean, they're running still, you know, that's kind of yeah. how I hope, I hope to be able to do that with my grandkids. I mean, I, I think I'm going to be fine with my kids, but It'd be neat to be able to do that with my grandkids. Um, I want to shift it to gut health. You know, yeah. you told me you told me like in pre-recording, you definitely wanted to, to touch on the importance of it um, and its effects in digestion. I guess it's, you know, it's cognitive uh, effects, immunity, physical development. All these things can can kind of I think the impetus is the whether the gut health is where it should be. Can you elaborate on this and maybe ways that athletes could could improve in the short term on this. Yeah. So, so, so what gut health, gut health is, is basically how your body metabolizes and absorbs the nutrients from the food that you eat. Okay. It also has to do with um, your immunity and uh, how healthy uh, you are in terms of avoiding sickness and pathogens and flu bugs and things like that. Without optimal gut health, nothing that you're going to do nutritionally is going to work. Nothing at all. You, your gut health has to be addressed and it's got to be addressed on a daily basis. And so 
um, a little bit of backstory about gut health. So um, your gut is connected to your brain via the vagus nerve. Okay. That's why they say you are what you eat. And that's why there's a direct, direct correlation between cognitive function and what you eat, right? When we talk about artificial colors and dyes and things like that, that stuff is communicated to your brain via the vagus nerve. And that's why, in my opinion, and some studies have shown you, we've shown we have an increase in autism and things like that uh, from, you know, artificial food colorings and, and, and sugars and, and synthetic sugars and things like that. It's that gut brain axis. Um, gut health is also essential to building skeletal muscle tissue, right, in response to your training, okay, building and maintaining a skeletal muscle mass. 70% uh, of your immunity lies in your gut. So if you don't have optimal gut health, that's going to naturally lower your immunity and provide you the potential to become uh, sicker uh, and catch pathogens and bugs and, 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 and be down for a few days with different, di different uh, uh, sicknesses. Uh, the potential is going to be uh, significantly greater with with non-optimal gut health. Um, you know, anytime, and, and, and what I come across a lot is I've got to go through a process of repopulating that good gut health, that good microbiome when I'm dealing with guys, uh, athletes, and individuals in, in general. It's just because the majority of the food that we're exposed to and that we consume on a subconscious level, right before we really get into this process and understand how our nutrition works and, and what food does to our body, the food that we're, that we're uh, exposed to on a mass level on a frequent basis is terrible for your gut health. Um, I'll give you kind of quick segue here and kind of illustrate my point. I got a young man that I'm working with and great young man, does everything I asked him to do, been progressing and doing well with his development and gaining weight. That's one of our goals we're shooting for. Um, I've got a rule and I got to make it, I make, I got to make it fun for these guys, right? So my rule is, Hey, every three and a half pounds that he gains, he gets an off menu food item, right? Not a cheat day, but he gets a off. And I don't even like to use the word cheat. That's why I say off menu food item. He gets an off menu food item. Now he likes this. Uh, I'm not going to say the name, but he likes this, this chicken. It's a chicken restaurant, like chicken sandwiches. Okay. Now he's had last month, he had it twice because he met his goals. Um, this last time he had it in the last month, he got sick, his appetite got suppressed, he started craving sugar. And I didn't realize, uh, speaking to his dad, that the last time he had it, uh, the same meal, he got sick then. Had I known that, I would not, I would have put more constraints or even said, hey, we're going to skip it this time. But where, my, where I'm going with this is that when you consume that type of foods that are heavily processed, maybe, maybe even subject to GMOs, pesticides, antibiotics, hormones, you're dealing with rancid oils, seed oils that are highly inflammatory, excess sugar and synthetic sugar, uh, you know, uh, a lot of inflammatory properties from the bread and, the, and maybe even the breading on the chicken sandwich and things like that. All that, those ingredients and those, those properties uh, affect everything I just mentioned from cognitive function to uh, your appetite, to your hunger, um, and then cause inflammatory responses, and then will also can induce various cravings that you that you don't have before. Uh, before he was eating this 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 food this last two times, he was you know had a great appetite. You know after we, we he he was eating his feedings, he was looking around for more food because he had that protein synthesis and he was being stimulated. He was wanting more food. His body was growing. I mean he started craving sugar out of out of nowhere and and got sick, and so that plays into those type of foods can drastically disrupt your gut bacteria, right? And so 
Um, in order to optimize that, in order just to kind of cutting out that type of food, your gut, gut health has to be addressed on a daily recurring basis, whether that's from gut, uh, 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 gut friendly foods, whether that's from probiotics and supplementation. Um, but all that is going to uh, uh, help you prevent nutrient deficiencies. It's going to prevent the onset of fatigue, joint pain, constipation, inflammation. Um, and it, it, it boils down to, like I said, what you're eating and, and, and how you're eating it, right? And so uh, nothing works without gut health. And so it's got to be addressed on a daily basis, not only the food that you eat that's going to be gut friendly, but you can further stimulate that, stimulate that through specific foods and also probiotics and different things like that. Um, nothing works without gut health. I can't, I can't um, talk about talk about it more. I can't harp on it more. Uh, how important gut health is to just overall development, uh, especially from a standpoint of skeletal muscle tissue and preventing inflammation and just uh, fatigue and things like that. It's it's extremely important. So in hearing that, I have a question. If I and I think many people eat poorly or below the the expectation, right, of what you're talking about to be a high performing athlete. But then the supplements, I think that people think that supplements kind of save the the other areas, right? Like, well, you know, I just bought this really good supplement. It's like 80 bucks and it's doing this, this, this and this. So I think people use it as a crutch, if you will. But could you tell me, is it, is, does it even work if you're not doing the fundamental things well, like uh, the intake of the food, the quality of the food? I don't think supplements really help you unless both are being done. Is that true? That's, that's, that's exactly true. A supplement is just that it supplements what you're doing. It adds on and supports to what you're doing nutritionally and through, and through the dietary means. If, if you're eating fast food or eating a lot of processed food and taking a supplement, that, that, that's, that supplement is going to be negated or mitigated by all the different toxins and, and different additives in that food. Um, you've got to do both. You've got to do both. You've got to eat, you've got to eat clean and, and, and eat in the right manner. And then you give yourself almost like a little turbo boost or, 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 or supercharge by adding that probiotic on top of that or, or that supplementation to help further stimulate and elongate and, 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 and um, uh, enhance uh, what you're doing nutritionally. Uh, and when it comes to supplementation in terms of gut health and probiotics, all supplementation is not made the same, right? Especially when it comes to probiotics. Um, you just mentioned that the, the, a, a higher quality probiotic is going to cost, generally speaking, upwards of about 60 bucks a month. Um, the, 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 the prime ones are going to require refrigeration. Uh, but with that said, uh, what I mean is they're not all created equal is that the majority of probiotics and even supplements don't make it past your stomach. They don't make it past your stomach acid. They disintegrate um, in, that, in that stomach acidity before they even get to your intestines and get down the pipeline. Uh, it really depends on the encapsulation, right? How, the proprietary methods of the method that that uh, probiotic is, is manufactured. Uh, is it made to, to remain stable past the stomach acid? Um, does it have the uh, ample amount of, of, uh, uh, of strains of bacteria? Does it have the high enough amount of, of CFUs? Um, different things like that. So they're not all made the same. Um, and you really have to look at those in detail because that's probably the one something where you can really waste your money very easily um especially if you're not eating well but also if it's not manufactured in a in a pristine way that it's going to make it past your stomach acid wow so 
yeah, I mean, the the encapsulation alone is fascinating because you see some of these things are so poorly put together when you open the bottle up. And you mentioned you mentioned the stomach acid. It's like it's like going through a car wash, you know, the, like there's like 50,000 things spraying your car with different, you know, it's probably a lot of that stuff's probably getting washed and you just you're wasting your money. Uh, that's that's fascinating. So I'll probably off air ask you a few things more about that, because uh, I want to make sure when I do buy these things that are supposed to supplement my hard work, I'm not just I'm not just saving a couple of bucks to get something that's ineffective, you know. Right. Um, so I have one more question. Uh, I, you know, we mentioned like athletes going all over the place this summer. And then when they're not on these camp tours, they're, they're seeing guys like me and you for the personal side of things, just to get prepped and ready for the next thing, which is the fall. Um, and I think during this, this time, like there's strength coaches, right? There's speed coaches and agility, and there's personal coaches like me for what it is they're doing, whether it's throwing or kicking, but there's not much on recovery. Uh, there's not much on the caloric intake and all all these things we mentioned today. Um, what or why I should say is a personalized nutrition plan necessary for athletes to reach full potential? Yeah, I mean, I find it necessary, you know, because uh, without a personalized uh, program that's going to address the timing, uh, frequency, the nutrient density of the food you're eating, um, and can be adjusted on the fly, but also be regimented and flexible. Um, you know, if, if you're going out and practicing, you're going out and kicking and kicking field goals, you're not going to just put on any shoe. <laughs> you're going to put on a shoe that's going to fit, that's going to form to your foot, that's going to feel comfortable, it's going to give you what you need. Nutrition is the same way. It's the one thing that's going to tie all of your training in together and really support and enhance your training. Um, without proper nutrition or personalized nutrition program, you're more or less kind of spinning your wheels in terms of, or, or you're, you're not maximizing your potential. I should, I should say that. You're not maximizing your potential to reach your your full potential and, and, and maximize your physical development and training and whatnot. Um, you need a comprehensive plan that's going to match your training um, and help you meet your specific, specific needs, desires, and goals, right? Something's going to be formulated specifically to you, right? That's going to deal with specific uh, uh, portion amounts. Uh, specific hydration amounts are going to be tailored to you and your training regimen and style. And, and like I mentioned, with, without those specifications, without that personalization, it, it's it's nearly impossible to max out and reach your maximum potential uh, by using some type of generic or just kind of standard plan that you're going by that if if, 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 if you and, and the next guy are using the same kind of nutrition program and the same aspects, there's probably some some things that are that are being missed or overlooked. Everybody should have a very tailored and precise program that meets their own individual needs that that addresses their specific concerns. Um, you know, like like you know, Mike Tyson. I love the quote by Mike Tyson. Say, everybody's got a plan till you get hit in the mouth. Amen. Okay. Now, when you have a plan, can you adjust that plan on the fly? When you start to add weight or lose weight or meet certain benchmarks, can you recalculate that plan? and still keep that plan personalized and comprehensive to your needs, right? The food should not just fill you up, right? It should also fill you up, but also help you meet your goals. It should be adding functional weight. It should be reducing body fat. It should be enhancing performance. The name of the game is train hard, perform well, recover quickly, do it all over again. In order to do that on a recurring basis and do that efficiently, you're going to need to have a personalized 
customized nutrition program that's going to be specific to you. Um, in addition, just with the competitiveness out here in the college landscape, you know, you, you, from, from the transfer portal, if you're not physically ready to go day one, year one, you know, your chances of hitting that portal are going to ex exponentially rise. You've got to be ready to go once you show up on site. Um, first impression is a lasting impression, but also if, you, if, if, if you're unable to physically compete immediately from the get-go, th those, those days of when I was in college and, and, and we were in college where you had that two to three year development cycle, that's gone. That, that's gone. That's a thing of the past. That's not here anymore. The development cycle is now, we're going to go get somebody who's proven themselves, who can play at this level, who's physically ready. We'll go get them. And when you can catch up, we'll come back and maybe give you another look. So um, just having that program is going to be something that's going to be personalized, tailored to you. That's going to really just be a shadow and a complete carbon copy of what you need and what you want and, and going to help you meet your goals. I, I think it's just something that, that, that's, that's critical. I mean, everything else is specialized, right, from your training to your to your workout gear, to your shoes, to everything. Everything else is personalized. So why not personalize your nutrition? Amen. And I want to add on to that. This is more for the high school kids. But when you and I came up, I'm 2000, you're 03 or whatever, like long enough time ago where it was different. Um, we, me and you probably didn't have to do much to be among the best in high school. But when you went to LSU and I went to University of Miami, you realize very quickly there's three or four others just like you. Yeah. And, and, and one or two of those dudes already knew his little plan. Right. Like it was wild. The guy, the guys that were most successful more often than not, unless they were just world class, um, was the guy who had better habits. So I think that this because. person, you know, the personal nutrition plan should start in high school, hopefully earlier, especially where it's going, like you mentioned, because day one, the expectation is you either contribute or we go find someone in the portal who's a year older who will. Um, and I, I, I just think that you got to start somewhere. Right. And it's, and I know listening to this show is going to be daunting, but I think this is one of those shows that you listen to more than once and take some notes and say, well, I don't know what, I don't know what that acronym was. He used, let me go Google that. Um, I, so I, I do want to end with this. Uh, there's going to be a ton of people I'm sure that are, they're going to be like, I have a question about that. And they're probably going to direct them to me, but what I'd like to do is to give you an opportunity right now to give a few ways they can reach you that's easiest for you. And then I'll also include in the podcast notes, your website and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, the website is a great way. Uh, that'll be available three natural by nutrition.com, the number three and the natural by nutrition.com. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little old school. You can always reach me by phone, call or text 833-362-8200. Um, I'm on all the social media platforms um, on Twitter um, at the number three natural in uh, everywhere else. Instagram, uh, I'm at three natural by nutrition. Uh, you look for the three green leaves. That's me. Um, but, uh, you know, there's live chat on the website, uh, social media, email, text, call. Those are all great ways to respond to them all. Um, and then, you know, one thing I just want to add in is that nutrition in addition to enhancing performance and recovery, what we what I didn't mention and I want to just insert real quickly here is that it's great for preventing injuries. Um, I'm working with a young man right now who's you know freshman in high school and just has had uh, you know a number of injuries from hips to knees and things like that. And 
you know, some of that can be attributed to his, his volume of, of, of training, but a lot of that is not putting the nutrients back in your body that you need in order to prevent those type of things from happening. So it's also a great uh, uh, incentive or a great way to uh, uh, prevent injuries as well. Uh, but, you know, I can be reached on all those different platforms, uh, my phone, uh, email, Trey at 3 naturalbionutritioncom um, answer to them all. Wow, you're accessible and you are the first ever to give a phone number. But that shows you care, you know, um, and that is old school because that's about as personal as it gets unless you're handshaking, right? Yeah. Um, so I really am grateful for your time. And I know everyone at uh, Fourth Down Focus and Believe Podcast Networks is as well. I'm going to have you back on. I'm going to just say it right now. I think we need to, now that we've kind of covered a, a ton of stuff and didn't really get into too much specifically, we'll probably just delve into a few of these things at separate times. Um, you're going to be on my website soon. So they'll be able to access you there a little bit. I just think this is important. Um, I've just met this guy. I, 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 I'm calling you this guy, but I, I have, you know, you're, I can yeah. tell though. I've, I, I can tell you're in it for the right reasons. And I, like to provide my athletes and my network with how do I say it cheat codes you know I hate you know you said you hate the word cheat but whatever if you ain't cheating you ain't trying man but I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fight call it what you will one thing you're gonna say about my kids is they're gonna be prepared right they're, they're they're gonna be prepared and we're not gonna leave any stone unturned so when I found you through Redford Jones who's already on my website for performance I knew immediately that you know he sent me one name so Thank you again. Um, please give us a five-star rating, a review, subscribe to the show, share with a friend. And if you have questions or suggestions for future topics or guests, um, or if you just have feedback for me, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, in several ways. I'm not giving you my phone number, though. <laughs> uh, my my website is fourthdownu.com. On social media, I'm at fourthdownu. I know it's tricky, but uh, I think everywhere. You can just find me at 4thdownu. Thanks again for joining us at Fourth Down Focus, presented by Bet Online, and we'll see you next week with an exciting new guest. I hope this summer, the beginning of it, is treating each of you well. And remember, in all things, give thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.